Hey everyone, this is Jamie Bateman. Real quickly, I wanted to share with you something uh, that's been pivotal in the growth and success of my businesses, and that is my partnership with Haven Financial Services. Um, I've been working with Haven for over a year now. Christine Valdez was on episode 70 of this podcast. So go check that out if you want to hear her story. It was a fantastic personal story for sure. But Haven has been awesome. They provide me with monthly reports that are super clear and discernible. And it, that provides me with clarity and focus so that I can do what I do best, which is running my businesses, not preparing financial reports. Um, again, if you're in the market for a top-notch financial service company, uh, or if you just want to check one out, go to www.jamiebateman slash Haven and check out Haven Financial Services. Again, that's jamiebateman slash Haven. I uh, can't recommend them enough. Christine and her team have been fantastic. So I definitely recommend you check out Haven Financial Services at www.jamiebateman forward slash Haven. Let's get back to the show. This episode is sponsored by the Integrity Income Fund, which is managed by yours truly and my team at Labrador Lending. The Integrity Income Fund is for accredited investors. It aims to pay an 8% preferred return and an 8.5% preferred return for early investors. It aims to pay out monthly distributions. There's a $25,000 minimum and only a one-year lockup. If you are an accredited investor and you're looking to get away from Wall Street, uh, looking to beat inflation, and looking for an asset class that is backed by hard physical real estate, then look no further than the Integrity Income Fund. Check it out at labradorlending.com. What's up, everyone? This is Jamie Bateman. And today we have our first repeat guest on the From Adversity to Abundance podcast. Matt Izzo, who uh, we had on the show previously, and I highly, highly recommend you go listen to that show first, that episode first. Uh, Matt lost 75 pounds three different times, and this third time he was able to keep it off for five plus years. Um, I wanted to bring him back on the show for a couple of reasons. One, he completed an Ironman which had been a goal of his. And, um, if, you know, if all you have to do is look at the before and after pictures of his weight loss and to say, say that that before person, um, was able to run an Ironman, it's just, I mean, it's hard to believe, but so I wanted to talk to Matt about how the race went, which we'll, we'll, you know, that's what this episode is, is focused on is how the race went and some ups and downs and some, uh, it didn't go perfectly, um, so I think the race is kind of a microcosm of of uh, life and and the the ups and downs of the journey um, that we all have along the way from adversity through adversity to abundance. But uh, Matt is just such a positive influence on Twitter, and he's just su- such an uplifting person to speak to. And um, you can't help but like this guy. Um, there are he does have his haters online and. I think that's just because his following is continuing to grow and he stands by certain principles. Um, but it's just such a positive, uplifting person. This episode is really for anyone. Yes, it's fitness and health focused, but it's really for anyone who has struggled with um, self-doubt, depression, weight gain, um, self-defeating, uh, limiting beliefs, and overcoming that. And Matt has a coaching business that he works uh, through for uh, one-on-one with people, with clients to, who want to make themselves better and um, lose weight, f- have greater energy, eat better. Um, and he takes a very uh, individualistic, long-term, genuine, authentic approach. And that's what I love about uh, following Matt. And I, I can, will continue to follow him and uh, wish him nothing but success. So hope you enjoy this one. Thanks. Inspiring stories of real people overcoming incredible odds to live life to the fullest. We are all guaranteed to face hardships. How will we handle the adversity? Join us to be moved by everyday people who have turned poverty into prosperity and weakness into wealth. 
be inspired as these relatable heroes get vulnerable. And former counterintelligence investigator Jamie Bateman puts his interviewing skills to the test. Restore your faith in humanity as you experience true Cinderella stories of average people turning surreal struggle and deep despair into booming businesses and financial fortune. Take ownership of the life you are destined to live and turn your adversity into abundance. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of From Adversity to Abundance podcast. I am your host, Jamie Bateman, and I'm thrilled today to have our first return guest, um, I guess, except for myself, but uh, (laughs) Matt Izzo. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back, Jamie. I'm so happy to be here. Absolutely. That's, that's, I'm really excited. I'm not just saying that I'm very excited to have you on. I follow you on Twitter. You are one of my favorite follows on Twitter. Um, favorite follows online period. You're just so positive and, uh, just so many things I could say that, uh, you, you we've never met in person, but you've actually had a, just an inspiring kind of impact on on me in the short time we've known each other so thanks i appreciate that you know i i try to build the community on my twitter it's at matt izzo m-a-t-t-i-z-z-o and i try to just be supportive and uplifting you know there's so much negativity online and, and, and all that stuff but I, yeah. I try not to focus on that sort of thing and i just try to keep things positive but you know i try to keep things real too right i, I don't yeah. want to be a pollyanna right but <laughs> Uh, I think it's best to tend to look at things from an optimistic perspective, right? No, that's a great, great way to put it. And you certainly, as as anyone uh, whose uh, whose audience grows and your following grows, you you're going to have detractors and naysayers, and you've uh, had your share of those. And we don't need to focus on that. But I just love the way that you handle it. It's so just positive and. You know, it's you. You can't please everybody. There's just oh. it's, and if you are pleasing everyone, you're probably doing something wrong. And I, I just love your approach. Um, you know, right. I know people will say, "Oh, you you brag all the time," or or like you know this yeah. this whatever. And it's like, no, you're. I can tell just from following you, you're you're a genuine person. You're just trying to support and trying to promote positivity and trying to lift people up. So that's um, it, man. And and, and you know people do that. And, you know, I, I try to make it a teaching moment, right? I don't take it personally. Yeah. Uh, you know, there, there was someone the other day who felt the need to like put a picture of himself up without a shirt on at me and show how much more, you know, muscular he was. Right. Right. And I, I offered to him, obviously, before I blocked him, I, I offered him the idea <laughs> that like, you know, you might be doing this because you have a lot of suppressed and repressed insecurity about yourself. And, you know, your actions really right. have nothing to, to do with me. And, you know, maybe you should take a look into the mirror. And I'm not necessarily right. expecting him to just apologize and have an epiphany on the spot. But sure. I think that by planting the idea in his head, right, you know, you, you just plant a seed and you don't know where that's going to go and, you know, where that's going to lead someone five, 10, right. 15 years down the road. So I try to see it as a teaching moment and not take it personally. Yeah. I was telling my wife actually last night, I was like, you know, he's only solidifying his base of followers by, by being, you're sticking to his principles and being uplifting and supportive, but um, we, we can chat offline about all that. So for, for the listeners out there, first of all, I recommend you go back and listen to the first episode with Matt, um, where we really went into a deep dive about Matt, about your, your history of, being overweight and we'll, we'll hit on this and a lot of the emotional baggage, I think that was, um, you know, related to that, if not the cause of, of that, but for the listeners out there who have no idea who you are, uh, who are you and and what are you up to today? Yeah. So I'm 40 years old and I spent most of my life, you know, being obese with some, you know, depression issues, self-image issues. And, and, you know, I've, uh, Battled against obesity for a long time. I lost the same 75 pounds twice and gained the weight back, you know, once in my teens, once in my 20s. And I, I just struggled with that. And then, you know, starting at age 34, I got my act t- together and then I, you know, lost the weight again. And I figured out a way to keep it off now for over five years. And the way I've done that is by just keeping on going, you know, because in the past I'd, I'd set a goal and I reached the goal and I'd put my feet up and say, oh, did it mission accomplished. Right. You know, and, and, uh, I kind of realized that you, you can't do that. You know, you have to keep, keep getting after it. So I just kept going to the gym and I, you know, kept trying to 
push myself, make myself better. And, uh, you know, got involved with endurance sports in 2019 and uh, set a goal to complete an Ironman. And I, I just did that earlier or, or earlier this month, actually, uh, you know, it was about three and a half years later, thanks to, you know, some delays with the pandemic and, you know, just, just a lot of struggles with that, but, uh, you know, reached that goal. And, and now I'm, you know, working towards new things and, you know, yeah. you know, you know, trying to push myself towards new goals because I realized that I just can't rest on the laurels of, of what I just did forever. Right. Sure. Yeah. And that's a big reason I wanted to have you back on the show is to talk about the, the Ironman and we'll dive into that, um, uh, in a bit. And, but that's, first of all, it's just phenomenal to have completed that. I mean, just, you know, and I think it's important for everyone out there to stop and celebrate victories, even if it doesn't maybe look exactly how we wanted it to, but, or we envisioned it. But the, the fact is just completing an Ironman. I mean, 10 years ago, did you think you could complete an Ironman or you would? No, and I would even say that as recently as 2019, when I was 37 years old, I was in pretty good shape then, right? I had lost weight, kept it off for a couple of years. I kept going to the gym. I lifted weights four times a week. I did high intensity cardio once a week, right? I walked 10,000 steps every day for years. So I was in very good shape at this point mm -hmm. in time. But I would have told you it was impossible for me to run further than about five miles, I'd say, right? Because mm -hmm. I just had these things anchored in my mind throughout my life of, you know, running three miles. Well, that's really, that's really far. That's really hard, right? Yeah, and yeah. Five miles, maybe, right? If I wanted to like kill myself, right? I, you know, I, right. I, I could push myself like that, but I couldn't understand yeah. how I could ever maybe run further than that. So, you know, really over these last three and a half years or so, the, the evolution has just been, you know, crazy because what yeah. I've realized is that a lot of what I was held back by was self-limiting beliefs, yeah. right? You know, there was a physical time when I couldn't have run more than five miles, perhaps most of my life. But after I I, I got to that point where I was able to, to do it, well, I was really only being held back by my mind, right? And and I hadn't I hadn't actually come to appreciate the the new sort of power that I had or, or what my new reality was or, or could be. And I was just stuck, you know, looking at things from that same perspective that I had in the past. Yeah, that's that's and and that is one way I think you you've seemed to be taking a different approach than a lot of the, sort of the fitness gurus out there, um, and maybe the wellness uh, people out there. Even I, I guess wellness is bigger than fitness, but I just think you, the approach that you seem to be taking is a whole holistic, um, you know, spiritual, physical, mental, emotional, nutritional, yeah. all of it. Um, yeah. So, and we were talking beforehand that, that that is really what you're focused on is the holistic approach and, and actually trying to make real change, not trying to make a quick buck or sell, sell something here, um, you know, to, to then retire overnight. It's not all about money and, you know, for you, but, um, but then the flip side is the people you're working with that they play a big factor, a big, big role in, in their own success. But um, so before we dive in a little bit more kind of to the race itself and some of the adversity that you've gone through, just briefly describe uh, for the listeners, what your, what your business model looks like, or what, what are you trying to accomplish from a, from a coaching standpoint right now? Yeah. So I guess in the long-term goal, I, I, if I were to pick like a big goal, it would be to help solve obesity um you know that's obviously a, a huge long-term sure. problem and not, not something i can do this week on, on twitter obviously right <laughs> I, i've often said if i could just write a, a twitter thread and solve obesity i would do it and then i'd move on with my life and, and do something else uh, yeah. obviously that, that's not going to happen though so you know in the meantime i i try to work with highly motivated individuals mm -hmm. um you know and help guide them through the process uh, because mm -hmm. it's going to look a little bit different for everybody right Right? And mm -hmm. I don't think just just emailing somebody a PDF full of instructions is going to be helpful, right? Because you can sure. find you can find all this information online. You know, I figured it out. It took me 25 yeah. years to figure it out. I could really shorten the time frame for someone else. You could do it alone, obviously. You know, there's no one sure. saying you can't. 
But what I do with my clients is I sit down with them and I help formulate, you know, a program that's going to work for them and fit into their life. Because everybody has different life situations. Everybody, you know, some people are older, they're heavier, you know, some people have have family obligations, work obligations, all these different things. So you have to figure out something that is a sustainable plan for you that will bring you results, increase your energy, right? And this is something that's going to have to evolve over time because what you're doing on day one is not going to be what you're doing on day 100 and it's not going to be what you're doing on day 1000 sure. um, it's going to be a constant evolution but just really getting getting them moving in the right track building up momentum because as you build momentum it grows right and you know even if progress is slow from the start you 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 know you're still making it just by kind of reinforcing those habits and and you know learning how to you know build the mindset that's necessary to achieve long-term success sure yeah that, that makes a lot of sense everyone's situation is different everyone's body is different. Everyone's family, you know, or professional situation is different. Everyone's goals are different. And then, but that's not ever uh, static. It does, it's dynamic, right? So um, it's not a a one size fits all uh, answer. Um, So, so you're working one-on-one with clients to meet them where they are and take the help, take them, help take them, guide them where they want to go. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that's, that's pretty fair. Right. And, you know, I, I try to empower people. We, we were talking about it a, a bit before too, right. I try to teach everybody that you have to become your own best coach, right. Sure. And, and you have to know how to treat yourself with unconditional love and treat yourself with compassion for when you're not making the mark, but also hold yourself accountable. Right. And, and, demand more from yourself and actually go out and and execute that. Right. And I think that's where so many people fall short and they struggle with that. Right. They'll, they'll have a lot of negative self-talk, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll judge themselves very harshly. They'll see themselves as a failure or not good enough. Right. And, and, you know, that's not treating yourself with compassion and that's not treating yourself with love. Right. You're you're approaching your own self from a low energy state and that's not going to help raise your emotional state. So you have to change the way you see yourself, but also be realistic that, you know, Hey, you need to actually do these things. You need to hold yourself accountable to what you're doing. So I help with accountability, but at the end of the day, we're the only ones that are there with ourselves 24, seven, 365. And if we don't hold ourselves accountable, it doesn't matter how good your coach is, how supportive your family is or, or anything like that. You're going to find the time to, in the space to, to do what it is that, that is potentially a, a destructive behavior. If, if that's where you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about, um, your, training and then your race um for your ironman i know there's a lot more to just uh, again it's more to this than just fitness but yeah. let's talk about the kind of the the mindset and the the approach you took um to your training so yeah. you know when did you decide to do an ironman and what did it look like at the very beginning of your training process yeah so i'll even go back to like the summer of 2019 when i first joined the, the local pool and i got inspired i had just read david goggins book can't hurt me mm-hmm. and i got yeah. inspired to uh do a triathlon and i i had never really swam much only for a few weeks and uh, you know wasn't much of a runner and i hadn't ridden a bike in 20 years but I figured, hey, I can I can hop on a bike and pedal it for like 18 miles, right? How hard could that be? I was in mm-hmm. decent shape, uh, right. so you know I did that first race, and and that was really scary. You know that that was hard for me. I, I only had 24 days to, to really train for it. Mm-hmm. I, I was riding a uh, borrowed mountain bike that was two sizes too big for me. It, it was a <laughs> it was an ocean swim, and I really wasn't comfortable swimming, let alone in the ocean at the time. Um, so wow. so I, I was actually way more scared and anxious before this race than than the Ironman. And that came mm-hmm. down really to level of preparation and familiarity sure. with what I was doing. Um, so, so basically, you know, you know, following that race, I, 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 I achieved it. Right. I, I got across the finish line. It, it left me wanting more because I didn't do really well in that race. I think I finished mm-hmm. like 29th out of 31st in my age group. Right. And, and it was understandable, um, you know, because sure. I'm competing against people who, who really train for these things. <laughs> um, but, you know, so I, I kind of wanted more. And then, um, you know, later that year, I was looking to sign up for uh, another shorter race that was going to be held in in June of 2020. And I, I waited three days to to sign up for it. The signups were October 1st. And I actually, I, I set a reminder and I got it. And I said, eh, I don't feel like doing this today. And I only waited three days. October the 3rd, I, I went on to sign up and it was sold out already. 
Oh, wow. And I was like, wow, this whole thing I had planned now, I have to right. figure out a new plan, right? Um, and then, the, you know, I decided there was a, a, a an Ironman 70.3 event, which is a half Ironman, uh, that was scheduled for that same weekend in June of 2020 down, down in Maryland. And I said, you know what? I don't think I could even do this. I don't know if I can do this, but I'm going to sign up and I'm going to try to do this. So I trained all through. I'm just curious because I'm in Maryland. What, where, where was that? It's uh, in Cambridge. It's, it's, it's Okay. Yeah. So that's where my sister did. And I think I yeah. mentioned this. She did the uh, Chesapeake man uh, yeah. years ago. And yeah, that was pretty wild. Um, it, it, we, we went out to lunch. We watched her. Well, first of all, it was delayed two hours for the fog. Then, it, then we went out to lunch. Then we, <laughs> then we yeah. watched a movie. Then we went out to dinner. This whole time she's doing the Iron Man, but yeah, it's, it's uh, a little... crazy. But so okay, so half this was half yeah. Iron Man yeah. in in Maryland, right? Yeah. So I signed up for that, and I, you know, I I had a book, and I just started training pretty much constantly throughout the winter, right? And you know, running, biking, and swimming a lot, and you know, got myself into pretty good shape, and then got. You know, while March came around, uh, you know, I was really ready to start doing mm-hmm. some intensive build up to the race. And then obviously, the, the you know, the whole thing with the pandemic happened and the pools got closed, my gym got closed and, you know, it caused all kinds of problems. And uh, I just kind of kept training and, you know, it seemed likely they were going to cancel this race, but I, I had to keep keep doing it because what if they didn't, you know, I can't just show up and wing it. Um, so they end up canceling the race. And then I, you know, I I postponed into another race later that, that summer, it was in Atlantic city, uh, another half Ironman. And I just trained all through the summer, kept doing it, you know, thinking the whole time, well, they're going to cancel this one too, probably, you know, Mm -hmm. but they didn't do Mm -hmm. it. They didn't do it. Finally, they ended up canceling that race. Um, so then I deferred into the Ironman 70.3 Atlantic city, the next September. So September, 2021, I I deferred Mm -hmm. until then. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I didn't really want to mess with a lot of, you know, earlier races because of all, all the issues from, you know, the pandemic and stuff. So I basically Mm -hmm. ended up training for that one race for about 23 months. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, so it was about from October, 2019 till September of 2021, I ended up training for that Ironman 70.3. And then, you know, from there, I, I had set a goal at the start of this process that I was going to do an Ironman and I was going to write a book about it. I had this epiphany while I was running through the woods one day and uh, Ironman Florida and in November of uh, of this year made made the Mm -hmm. most sense since I I was going to be moving cross country probably, you know, and I didn't want to do anything earlier in the year. So, uh, you know, February came around and I basically trained for 38 weeks to, to get to the, 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 start of this race. Yeah. So do you think you had the pandemic not happened? Do you think you would have done the, the half Ironman and that would have been it? No, no. Uh, I think at that point I had set the goal to do the full one, but my plan gotcha. was to do, I was going to do two half Ironmans in 2020 probably. Mm-hmm. I was probably going to do the, the one in Maryland and then the one in Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. And then in 2021, I probably would have done like Ironman Lake Placid or something like that just because I, I was in New Jersey at the time. And that was the mm-hmm. uh, you know closest one to me. But yeah. you know all that all that happened and I had to put, you know, I had, I had to put things on hold and push them back for for a year and you know it it was a frustrating it was a long sure. few years especially 2020 it was really demoralizing at times um you know but you know taught me a lot you know about perseverance and consistency and you know by the time that race day did finally show up i was much better prepared than i would have been otherwise i had a whole extra year plus of training under my my belt for it and you know something like ironman racing endurance sports it's not just you know, the weeks leading up to the race or the month leading up to the race, it's, it's the years leading up to the race because, you know, it, it takes years to, to really be competitive at events like this, even if you mm-hmm. are, are gifted for it. Sure. No such thing as an overnight success in no. probably no. anything. <laughs> but um, so let's talk about the race itself. I, I, I know we spoke briefly about it, but um, I would guess that the the race itself could be viewed as maybe a microcosm of you know, uh, the ups and downs of, of, of life. And, uh, there's certainly, I know you faced adversity in the race itself. So, um, how did the race go? And, and, uh, yeah, just how did the race go? Yeah. It, it, look, overall it went well and it, it taught me a lesson in perspective, right? Because 
I can look at it from the perspective of where I was when I lined up for the start line and I could say, all right, you know, this, this didn't necessarily go as planned. I felt like I left some on the table. Right. And, you know, I, I could have achieved my goal, you know, of going faster on the race course. Right. This is, this is why I'm doing a race, right. It's to challenge myself and see how fast I can get from point A to point B. And, it doesn't serve me to have the perspective of man. Five years ago, you were fat. And you you couldn't even even dreamed of like running five miles. Like 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 look what you're doing, right? That doesn't help me in the race, right? Um, so you know from from you know I, I lined up. I was extremely well prepared for this. I, I didn't really feel any anxiety whatsoever about it, um, just because you know I, I I knew what I was capable of. I had a pretty good understanding of how these things scale. Um, I had I had nothing but confidence I was going to be able to finish the race, mm-hmm. basically due to my, my my level of preparation. I've done you know over twelve triathlons now, over twenty races, right? And I, I knew what I was getting into. Sure, um, you know, there's always the possibility of of the acts of God and stuff like that happening, right? You know, especially for yeah, you can't control uh, everything, right? bike mechanical problems or injuries and stuff like that, you know, so, so, so certainly getting to the finish line is a blessing. And I think 16% of the people who started the race didn't finish it. Mm. Right. So, so it's a challenging race for sure, sure. but I felt really confident about it, you know, and uh, right. uh, It started out, it was in Panama city beach, Florida. It starts out with a 2.4 mile ocean swim, um, which, you know, went, went really well. I executed it on the swim pretty much, Perfectly, you know, nice. um, I had done a lot of swimming up to that point, you know, and, and a 2.4 mile swim sounds like a lot if you don't do a lot of swimming. Um, but, you know, swimming is one of those things that it's it's easy to like scale that and it's easy to to, to, to swim that long in training. Um, so, you know, I was able to, to swim the, the swim portion without exerting too much effort. Right. Mm-hmm. You, know, you have a long day ahead of you. And then uh, after the swim, it featured a 112 mile bike ride uh, through the plot, you know, uh, through the Florida Panhandle, um, you know, which is which is a, 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 a is, is challenging, right? And, sure. and again, it's not it's not people misunderstand these sort of races, and you're not necessarily exerting yourself at high capacity at any point during this race. It's a long race, right? This isn't mm-hmm. like trying to run your your turkey trot 5K where you're just, <laughs> you know you, you, you right. run three miles. Um, so, you know, it, it was a pretty measured effort and, uh, I, I executed on, on the bike pretty well. I, I thought, you know, and I think it did it in like six hours and 17 minutes took me a little bit longer than I was expecting to. It was about 18 miles per hour. Um, you know, took me a little longer than I was expecting, but I was okay with that. Uh, and you know, then, then you have to get off the bike and then, uh, run a marathon, <laughs> you know, which is, yeah, and I'll just, I'll just chime in and, and I'm, because I've seen th- that transition, you know, yeah. and, and again, haven't done it. Right. But uh-huh. just, I mean, these people have trouble walking and now I'm, I'm sure that you loosen up, of course. Right. Yeah. And I've never run a marathon, let alone, <laughs> I mean, it, it, you, you have trouble just walking, let alone running 26.2 miles. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so how did that go? Uh, so it, it went okay. Uh, you know, it, again, it's, it's a challenge to, to run after something like that. Right. And yeah. I had never ridden more than a than hundred miles before. So this was the longest bike ride of, of mm-hmm. my life. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's definitely a daunting proposition. You try not to think about, Hey, I have to run a marathon now. It's more about like, what's the next step in front of me. Right. Sure. Where's the, the next aid station. Right. Like I, I just have to get to, to that aid station. Yeah. Um, you know, and so, you know, I, I was pretty much executing my plan. Okay. I had some, some gastrointestinal issues out, uh, 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 you know, you know, during the run because, you know, getting the nutrition piece of a race like this, right. Is really important. You know, it's mm-hmm. going to take 10, 12, 14 hours. So you have to make sure you're fueling well throughout the race. It's hot, you know, you need to hydrate and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I didn't nail that part of it hundred percent, but I, I was doing okay. And, you know, basically as, as the race went by, I uh, started to get a lot of pain in my lower back, my, uh, mm. my bike position, probably not ideal. Um, mm. you know, so, so that, you know, in a race of this length, the, these sort of mistakes really amplify, you know, right. and, and, you know, you can get by during a shorter race, right. But sure. in, in, in a longer race, the, any mistakes you're making early in the day are really going to have a compounding effect, you know, eight, 10 yeah. hours later. 
Uh, so, you know, my, my back started hurting and, you know, running was a real challenge. So pretty much every, every mile there was an aid station. So I just, you know, packed the the back of my suit with ice and it would sit right above, I had a belt on holding my, uh, you know, a water bottle. So it would just sit right above my uh, lower back and it would numb the, the pain for, for about the next half mile or so, you know, and just, just be nice and icy. <laughs> and then, you know, pretty much suffer for the next half mile and then do it again, you know, and you you do it again. And, you know, the, the the ability I had to to run, you know, it became diminished as the, as as the race went. So I wasn't Mm -hmm. able to execute the run itself the way I would have liked. Right. Um, So, so I had to do a a lot of walking just because I really wasn't able to run. And I wanted to make sure that I I reached my, my ultimate goal, which, which, which which was to finish. And that, you know, because I had done so well in earlier parts of the race, I was able to to do that. You have a 17 hour time limit. So, um, you know, I finished, you know, two hours and 42 minutes ahead of that. Um, I, I was happy to do that. Right. You know, and, but it doesn't necessarily, you have this kind of in, you know, yeah. vision in your mind that you're just going to be running through the finish line you're just going to keel <laughs> over an exhaustion like how did right. I, I left it all out there on the course um it really wasn't yeah. like that for me because my, my, my body didn't really hold up uh, as much as my i would say conditioning and my, my my spirit did yeah gotcha um yeah it's one of those there's nothing you're you're just you're, you're going to be a little bit disappointed i mean because you put so much yeah effort and training and time and, into that and, and when you're in the moment you're you're in a race and there, there's yeah. people passing you and, and the object of the race is to beat them right and, and to get right. there as fast as you can so you have to be in that mindset during sure. the race and this Absolutely. is why it's important right not just for ironman racing but i think for yeah. everything that happens in life right to just get some perspective on how it went. Right. You know, and, right. And, and don't just rely on your immediate judgments, how you feel in the immediate, you know, aftermath of something happening or during it happening, yeah. give yourself some time. And the more significant the thing that happened, the more time you need to give yourself, right. To just zoom out and look at it from a right. different perspective. And, you know, I think that's really crucial and, and that's how we develop and that's how we, we learn from our experiences and that's how we grow. And we don't just, react to them from our emotional perspective as as it happens well and one thing i've uh uh, continue to learn i guess is the difference between reacting and reflecting and reflecting has you know you have more time and more space and just more perspective to be able to digest what happened and um it's a healthier you know way of looking at things but there's nothing wrong with trying to compete in the moment and do your best yeah. of course right so I, th- I think just changing the perspective uh, given what given the circumstances is, is a skill that can be pretty valuable um because like you said you shouldn't be looking big picture when you're just trying to get to the next you know tree up there whatever yeah. it is because that's not going to serve you well but um but there is a time to step back when the race is over and kind of evaluate hey look compared to where you were three to five years ago it's a it's amazing i mean and and just you know again it's the whole like you were in the arena you're actually doing it so nobody can say anything so (laughs) i mean it's it's super impressive for whatever you know I know I would be, I have a competitive streak. I know I'd be a little bit disappointed if it didn't go the way I wanted it to, but you know, it's, it's extremely impressive, but, um, appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. So, so what's next? And and I do have some more questions, but what's next with your own personal kind of, uh, you know, fitness journey, if you will. Yes, that's a good question. Uh, I, I have a, a marathon coming up at the end of January. I'm running okay. the Miami marathon, which, you know, it's, it's, uh, I've run a marathon before and, you know, I, I think I, again, I think I finished at like four Oh five. Right. So I was like, uh, I was really trying for like four hours, you know? So I, I yeah, some, felt, like I left, proof. felt like I left a little bit on the table, but you know, you mm-hmm. know, running a marathon is pretty unpleasant. And I was like, well, <laughs> I, I might never do this again. It's okay if I don't, but you know, I have all this fitness built up and it looks yeah. like just a, a great race in, in Miami. You spend the first 11 miles running around, Miami beach and stuff. So gotcha. uh, should be a good day. You know, hopefully my, my body can, can hold up to the pounding of, of all the training yeah. that, that I'm doing uh, just because, you know, it's been a long season for me. And then after that, I'm going to take a off season, you know, because nice. I, I really, I, I train following a periodized approach, right. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's not about just 
train, 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 train. So right. I look at it kind of from a, a you know, a, a larger perspective of, of, you know, in off season and then preseason and then like, you know, actual race building, mm-hmm. um, you know, because when I was training for the actual race, I, I know you follow me on Twitter. You yeah, saw it, right? Yeah. I, I was, I was doing, you know, I was averaging over 15 hours per week for like 12 weeks of training. Yeah. But that's not sustainable for the long term. And I I never expected it to be. It was more like, hey, let's just see if I can do this. It sounds crazy, but let's let's just go through the process and see. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to an off season. And then beyond that, I don't really know what I'm going to do. I don't have to figure that out right now. Um, You know, it's a lot of these things you have to wonder, right? Like, what's the... I guess, what do you get out of doing it a second time or a third time, right? You, you yeah. obviously gain a lot going through an experience like that one time, right. but then doing it the second time, how much other, how much additional do you gain for it? And third and the fourth, you know, some people do this kind of habitually, which, which right. is, you know, you know, which is, I mean, it's, it's crazy <laughs> in some ways because it's a lot of work and a lot of effort that has to, to go into that, you know? So yeah. I think it's, it's, you know, what's the opportunity cost of doing something like sure. that, right. Versus, Hey, maybe if I spent my time and energy on something different, you know, I, right. could, I can grow it in a new way and expand it in a new way and not just try to do a really long triathlon a little bit faster, you know? So. Right. Got it. So if you had to pick one of the three, uh, uh, is swimming your favorite or which one do you tend uh, to like? I mean, most? I don't like any of them really. Uh, <laughs> I mean that, you know, riding the bike is great, but the bike is a big pain. There's all kinds of mechanical things. And it's just, you know, it's, it's an expensive, it's a money pit and stuff. And mm. plus, plus riding in here in South Florida is not particularly enjoyable for, for any number of reasons, but uh, you know, swimming is great. I, I especially love swimming in open water and, and, and you know, being in the ocean swimming like there uh, that's, that's great. And that's, that's some of my favorite, you know, like uh, flow state activities, you know, mm. when, when you're out swimming in the ocean, it, it just, it, it feels so good. Mm-hmm. And then running, you know, you know, running is good too, because it's, it's easy, you know, you just need a pair of shoes and you just put them on and go outside. And, you know, there's not a yeah. whole, you don't have to worry about all the stuff you have to worry about the bike and stuff like that. So, right. I, you know, I, I try to find joy in, in them all because they all have, have positives, right. And that they all have some downsides, but this is one of the reasons I, I like training for triathlon so much is because you get to do different things and it's not just the same repetitive thing right like even now with the marathon training it it is beating my my body up running five times a week Mm -hmm. compared to most of my season for triathlon i'm only running twice a week you know and Mm -hmm. i I get to ride on the bike and i get to 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 swim so it's just you're doing different things and it's kind of healthier you know you 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 know but um you know there's benefits to to them all for sure i see and i've seen you talk about for most people walking if they're if they're not at a healthy weight walking is probably just as beneficial or more beneficial and healthier than than running is that fair to say yeah that's that's definitely fair to say i mean running is a great activity it is you know kind of the the king of sports i i would say you know and Mm -hmm. and you know it it gets kind of a bad rap amongst people in the fitness community and i think that's because it's hard and they're not very good (laughs) at it uh, you know, in, in a lot of situations, but obviously yeah. it, it is impactful on our joints. When, when we're landing, sure. when we're running, we're landing with two and a half to three times our body weight with every stride, mm-hmm. right? So if if you don't have the sort of physicality to support your weight, then that's mm-hmm. not going to be a good idea. Plus, mm-hmm. most people who are overweight, they can't really run long enough to get a great cardiovascular benefit from that. Mm-hmm. You know, I can go out now and run for two hours and I'll, I'll burn a ton of calories, right? But going out and, and running for like 20 minutes, you know, and, and you don't get the same effect and you're just kind of beating yourself up when you can just instead walk and, and sure. actually enjoy yourself right and you know <laughs> there's so many other great things you could do on a walk you can you know talk to friends or family listen to podcasts listen to music yeah. you, you, you you take a work call you can do all these different things when you're out you know in nature under the sun so i right. think for most people that's that's the best place to start without a question yeah. I love how you've incorporated the, the the sun and nature and everything into your, I mean, essentially you're incorporating fitness into your daily life as opposed to, oh, I'm working out yeah. really hard for, for 20 minutes. But um, so let's, I, I got a, a few, a uh, few questions here for you. Um, what's, and I, I don't recall, frankly, if we, if I asked any of these last time, but what's one thing that people misunderstand about you? 
you know, I think a lot of people now they seem to misunderstand what my my motives are. I guess kind of on, on social mm-hmm. media, you know, and and I guess they might you know see themselves in me. You know, they might uh, you mm-hmm. know you know be be critical of, of me. You know, and, and again, I'm not trying to make myself out to be any kind of saint, right? You know, I'm, I'm trying to earn a living too. But mm-hmm. I mean, really, you know, I'm I'm just trying to help people, you know. And, yeah. and I think I think some people, I think some people who are really into the fitness community have some serious self-image issues, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they're insecure about that, and, and they look to to fitness to to kind of overcome that. And obviously, being physically fit is great, right? Adding right. muscle mass is great, you know. You know, improving your cardiovascular fitness is great. It'll make you healthier. It'll improve your energy. All, all those great benefits. But it's not going to necessarily fix all your problems either. And, you know, if you have deeper sort of emotional problems, stuff that you've suppressed and, and repressed, you know, it's easy, I think, to hide behind your physical form and say, well, mm. well look how, how how great a shape I'm in. Right. Like, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm you know, I'm, 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 I'm peak human specimen here when <laughs> when that might really ultimately be a cope for, you know, some other issues that 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 you're having, you know, and yeah. I, I think one of the ways I've gotten healthier is I've really kind of stopped caring about my, my appearance, you know, and. When yeah. I got into this, I did it because, oh, I want to look good. I want to be thin. I want to have a lot of muscle, right? And, you know, that that's fine. Yeah. That, that's great. Right. Right. But I get to the point now where I'm really more concerned about training for performance and, you know, just being able to also enjoy my my life, right? You know, sure. and, you know, yeah. being able to eat to support my performance. And if that means I'm, I'm a few pounds heavier than okay, who cares, right? It's not the end of the world. I don't have to be as skinny as possible, right? You know, there's a right. difference. When when I was obese for all those times, I saw my fatness as as my biggest problem. So I, I thought, well, if I could get as lean as possible, then, then that's going to yeah. be my, my ticket to success. But once you get to a certain point, you start to see some d- diminishing returns on that. So, you know, for the average person, if you're 15% body fat or if you're 8% body fat, you're not going to necessarily be, be living that much of a better life. Sure. That makes a lot of sense. Um, what would you say is, uh, one of your big, looking back on your 40 years, what would, what's one of your biggest, uh, failures or setbacks or regrets? I, I guess I would just say lack of self-belief, you know, and, and, um, you know, that's really, I think what, what held me back more, more than anything at, at certain points in my life. Uh, but you know, there, there was a part of me that, that never, never gave up. And I, I think there's a part of everyone who, who, who never gives up. And I, I certainly, you know, you know, see that a lot in, in, in my clients, especially when they're new clients, right? There, there's something that compels them to say, hey, I need to turn this around. And I think that's sure. in all of us. And I, I think a lot of people try to block that out or, you know, ignore it. I, I think it's there though. Um, you know, because if, if you believe in yourself and you're committed to something and you show up consistently, you will, you will be successful provided the thing you're, you're, you're trying to do is, is somewhat reasonable, right? Yeah. Um, you know, if you just stay persistent at it and you keep showing up every day, you will be successful. And that really comes down to, to self-belief. So, you know, I tell all of my clients before, you know, a, a, any uh, of, 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 of nutrition or how much you eat or exercise or any of that stuff, the most important part is self-belief. You have to believe that you can do this and that you will do this because it all stems from that. So, you know, that would be the, the one thing I would go back and, and, and tell my, my younger self. And, you know, but it's one of those things where, talk is cheap. You have to earn it. You know, you, you can't just say you believe in yourself. You have to actually produce some results that encourage it. So, you know, it, it, it's going to be a process and it's going to, you know, you have to, you have to go through the process to do it. Right. I, I, I lined up for the Ironman with self-belief, but mm-hmm. when I started the journey three and a half years earlier, I didn't have that. I only got mm-hmm. to that point by, by doing the work and getting there. Sure. Makes a lot of sense. You need both. You need the self-belief, but then you need to support yourself so that you have increased self-belief, I guess. Um, you know, but, but I love that it's, you take a very positive yet realistic approach to things. Um, so now, okay. So if you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would that be? Uh, I guess probably, probably like ground beef or something I mean, okay. at this point. Um, yeah. just because it works right. Or, or a steak or something like that, maybe, um, 
you know, I, I, one of the kind of my, you know, this is one of the great things about, you know, the online kind of community and on Twitter, there's a lot of bright people on there and there's a lot of really successful people. Um, and, and they, they share what they do, you know, and, and one one of the great things about it is you get to see the process, right. You know, and when when, when I'm training for an Ironman, I'm trying to document the process. It's it's one thing to look at a tweet and be like, Oh, wow, look at this guy. He went from that to to, to that. That's amazing. But it's a whole other thing to follow somebody and see what they do day in, day out to actually achieve that result. Um, so I follow a, a lot of people on, on social media. You know, they they all seem to eat a lot of meat, um, you know, <laughs> right. and, and they all seem to be pretty happy, pretty successful, pretty good looking. Um, yeah. You know, so I can't help but think there's a strong correlation between that. Sure. And so I, I would definitely say, you know, if, if I could pick and I'm not paying for it, you know, I'll, I'll take a ribeye every night and yeah, like, there you like, go. like a baked potato. Nice. So, um, who do you follow? If you don't mind, can, can you share a few people you look up to or follow uh, in the fitness and wellness community? Yeah. Uh, Grimhood for sure. What's that? I said Grimhood for sure. Okay. Uh, he he's, he's a, a wizard, uh, with, with most, most things wellness and, uh, his, his, his archive of tweets is a treasure trove that can solve virtually any health problem that anyone might have. <clears throat> Um, and, and I, I know of, of doctors on Twitter who said that they, they use his Twitter feed more than, than any other resource um, <laughs> wow. the, because of, of all the, the well-documented research and stuff he he's done. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to do this Ironman along with a big group of guys. Uh, so they, they're, they're awesome. Uh, Zach Hommel's one of them, mm-hmm. Mike Donatelli, uh, there's a bunch of them, you know, so Adam that, Sikora. Zach was it was the same I I knew he yeah. did an Ironman I didn't yeah you know yeah, it was all we all ended up pretty much doing the same race and there was probably gotcha. about a dozen people uh from kind of the online Twitter community nice. who 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 lined up and and, and did the, the race um you know and it really was what, what was incredible you know it was one of those things where you know at first I was like man you know I, I was planning on doing this myself and now it's not going to you know seem interesting or special that you know this whole old people are doing this race right like my whole year of kind of social media content was was geared around to it but at the end of the day mm-hmm. it was hugely beneficial to have so many people that I knew doing it with right they 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 really drive me through training because I you know wake up in the morning like all right got to beat these guys got to beat these guys <laughs> right but then when you're actually out on the course it's just a different vibe and you know you you just you know you, you feel nothing but respect for all the other great athletes who are out there doing this and sure. you know what it takes just to even get to the starting line of this race you know so you know, at some point in the run, I, I got to stop and hug Zach or whatever, right? You know, and nice. you know, stuff like that. It just gives you so much energy and it makes you feel so good. So, um, you know, there's there's a, a ton of great people. You know, I, look, I would I would recommend if you want a good list of people to follow. Uh, I have mm-hmm. in my uh, in my pin tweet on my on my Twitter at at Natizo. There's a a thread I wrote uh, that has a, a, a lot of great accounts tagged in it. And then you know, even just the, the list of people that that I'm following for for the most part, I you know. I, I would imagine most of those would be great influences for people because I, I try not to follow people on Twitter who are, are, are negative influences because I, I know how it programs me. Yeah. And I, I try to say, okay, well, who can I follow on this? That's going to be a positive influence for me. And it's going to help me grow and succeed and not, you know, sure. take away from my energy. Yeah. I, I know you've talked about the the mute uh, function yes. as well <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah. Which, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it, it is. I mean, you it, Twitter and the internet and all that is very powerful, can be very good or very bad, but you've got to take your own uh, control of your own life, really. And, and it's, it's, um, it's an amplifier, you know, yeah. and, and, and it can amplify the negative, but it can also amplify the uh, positive. And, you know, that's that's what I, I try to do. Right. You know, and, and at the end of the day, like I said, talk is cheap. I think we we lead by leading by example. Right. So, you know, I, I tell people this all the time that, it, you know, if you want to make a difference in the world to help people get in shape, help people get fitter or whatever. The best way to do it is to lead by example and to mm-hmm. be inclusive and be supportive and to go out and document it on social media. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you're living this lifestyle and you document it and, and you're supportive of other people, other people will be gravitated towards it. Other people will find you. They will have questions for you. They'll be able to give you your feedback, right? And, and, you know, this can be a tremendous force of positive for the world. But just telling people to do it, it doesn't work. You know, you, you know, people ask me all the time about, like, their relatives and stuff. Like, you, 
telling them is not going to work. You have to just, <laughs> you have to just go out and show them and hope sure. that through your example and through your supportiveness and whatever that, that they'll be interested in, in doing it too. Yeah. I can tell you that with kids, just telling them doesn't work. So <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta um, do it. Gotta do it. Uh, so trying to think is, um, I guess what's what's an issue that you're facing in your in your coaching or your business right now? Because there's always an issue or a challenge. Um, so, what's your biggest challenge or one of your biggest challenges with your your coaching business right now? Yeah, I, th- I think it's just really you know figuring out how to uh, spend my time and energy. Just because you know I'm I'm one of these solo pros yeah. or whatever they call them, right? Sure. So it's pretty much just me. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, you know, you, you can't outsource help and things like that, but, uh, you know, it's just, just how do I sort of, you know, how do I allocate my time and energy, you know, and, and, you know, what platform do I do it on? Right. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and those sort of decisions are, are, are challenging because mm-hmm. I only have so much time and energy, you know, right. for this and, and, and there's a lot of opportunity costs associated with that. And sure. you, know, you end up spending, you can end up spending a lot of time kind of getting bogging down on details, which, you know, right. as someone running a business, it's hard to see the big picture, have the big picture hat on, and then also be the one who's the specialist Doing. and yeah, it, it has to do all the all the grunt work and spending right. you know a couple hours researching how to solve this relatively minor problem. So sure. you know, you know, you know that kind of stuff is is sort of the the, the biggest kind of obstacle I face. But you know, I mean, look, yeah. I the way I see it is if I just keep putting out value and I just keep helping people, then then running a business will be easy and making money off it will be easy because mm-hmm. you know that's it'll just be there, you know, and, and right. you, you put enough value out and you will get value back in return, probably even more than, than you end up putting out. So yeah. that's how I see it. And that's what I try to do. Yeah, absolutely. I mentioned to you before I do a little bit of uh mentoring myself with mortgage note investing and um, my time there is directly tied to, you know, what I charge. Right. So it's, yeah. But if I wanted to scale just that I'm, I'm only one person. So I can see why people go to the, you know, the group coaching model or the, or the, uh, you know, membership type thing, or, or even selling a, a book or a program or that kind of thing, just from a scale perspective. Yeah. yeah um, I, I, I hope to, to kind of get to, to that point at, at some point, you know, I, like I said, I'd like to help over a million people lose weight. Um, yeah. But- yeah, you know, I, I find a lot of benefit in the one-on-one coaching. And what I'm doing yeah. with that is is trying to figure out well, how how do I, you know, how do I make this a scalable product, right? You know, sure. you know how can I take what I've I have i have seen work and not work with other people, not just me, right? And how can I how can I build that into a more scalable product, like like a course or something like that, you know, that right. actually provides some some in-depth sort of, of knowledge and strategies. Um, you know, and then obviously, you know, reach people at different price points and things like that. And that's that's sure. also a great way way to get people interested in higher levels of service too. Right. So it yeah. works kind of as, as both something that helps and as a billboard. Um, yeah. But, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't feel a lot of pressure to, to necessarily roll all this out ASAP. I, you know, right. I think, sure. I, I think Twitter is potentially poised for tremendous growth at this point. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I can see it really becoming sort of a ubiquitous sort of app. So mm-hmm. I, I think being on Twitter and, and yeah. going on that mm-hmm. platform now will, will, keep people well positioned for the future, you know, right. Kind of funny how a week or two ago, people were talking about (laughs) Twitter might be shutting down and. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I I mean, I I think that the long-term intention is to just make this kind of like a one-stop shop for everything, Mm -hmm. you know, for all content, video, audio, right. Shopping, all this stuff, you know, and, and, and obviously the people in charge now is a visionary, right. And whether they'll, they'll be successful with that. I mean, who knows, but there's right. certainly there's certainly the opportunity there that that this is going to significantly grow. So you know, right. In, in, in relation to my other answer, how do I allocate my time? I, I try to allocate most of it to Twitter because I really see it as sort of the most valuable platform. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, some of the growth on, on TikTok and stuff like that is, is certainly. Mm-hmm. It, Interesting, but you know, I, I don't know that there's necessarily the the depth there that, that yeah. you know people sure. are, are looking for, and and, and that's kind of what my ticket is. Is you know, I'm 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 more kind of getting into the depth sort of thing, and not just right. superficial sort of thing. Sure, makes a lot of sense. So as we wrap up here, talk what what could if someone reach, reaches out to you 
for coaching? What could they, what does that look like? What would they expect? Yeah. So normally, you know, we start out with, with an assessment call, right. And um, you know, it's, I like to talk to the person about their individual situation, right. You know, what's, and it's really based kind of around the pillars, the fundamentals, you know, the, I call it the, the boulders, not pebbles approach, right. You know, worry mm-hmm. about the things that are the boulders, you know, mm-hmm. you know a, a lot of people with this stuff get really bogged down in, in minor details, right. Mm-hmm. How's your sleep? How's your nutrition how's your exercise overall right you got to get these things in line before you start worrying about some of the minor details like meal timing or supplements or stuff like that right 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 you know and and change can be overwhelming so i like to introduce it gradually right as something hey let's just do these few key things now let's let's make this a habit see how it goes and then let's let's evaluate how that went and add to it or change it or or whatever kind of as we go so you know it's 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 a program that that i like to say we build together right because it's got to be something that works for you in your life sure and and it's just about you know getting feedback about it having regular kind of consultations which i think is important because the more information i'm getting the better right the the more i I can understand about how it's working for you in your life the more i I can make changes to help you or support you um so i I try to keep a you know open dialogue and you know have regular meetings and then make changes kind of as it goes right and then you know it starts out at 12 weeks but I, I would think most people would be well served at doing it longer than that because you know twelve weeks is is, is not that long of a time frame to to mm-hmm. make a a significant sort of of change you know and yeah. You know, you know. Again, this is something that I want to. You know, one of the things I, I struggle with. I I don't know if you've ever lo- if you've ever seen Alex uh, Hormozzi's stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with and with his, like his. his, his his, his value wife. equation, right? You know, but so he he teaches a value equation I have uh-huh. written down here, which is like the, the dream outcome times the perceived likelihood of achievement over the time delay and the effort and sacrifice, right? So okay. people want things that are fast and easy, right? Sure. So th- if things aren't fast and easy, then it's going to, you know, prevent them from, from buying it, right? We all right. want instant results, but when I'm selling, it isn't fast or it isn't easy, yeah. right? So so what I need to demonstrate, though, is that the value, right, the, the, yeah. the dream outcome is so astronomical, right, right, that it is well worth this time and effort sacrifice that you have to make. Sure. Uh, so, you know, it's you can make great progress in 12 weeks. You right. you can you can start to feel better after a few days even, right, you know, and start to feel better. But you're not going to achieve the, the results you want probably for months, if not years. And, mm-hmm. you know, that, sure. that's just the that's just the reality of it and not not, not i can do about that (laughs) so is it is there does it really vary per client as far as whether you focus on nutrition versus fitness versus sleep kind of thing or or is does it seem to fall into one or two categories it 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 definitely varies you know because different people are are, are at different places you know and and have to kind of meet them where they are you know like active 25 year old is going to get a different plan than somebody who's, you know, very overweight in, in their sixties. Right. You know, sure. it's, it's just kind of un- unrealistic to expect the, that, 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 that sort of thing, but it's really all based around these fundamental pillars and yeah. you know, seeing what works. This is, this is, you know, in art and a science, right. There, there, there is no yeah, kind of easy, there is no easy plug and play answer. Right. right. And you're going to need to make changes as you go too. So it's, it's, it's going to be a constant evolutionary pro- process. But again, I, I try to teach people these concepts themselves, right. So how yeah. do you hold yourself accountable? How, you know, how, how do you do this when I'm not around? Because, you know, I, I want people to have a, a lasting sustainable transformation, you know, you know, lose weight and keep it off for the rest of your life. Right. And that's, that's kind of what my, my end goal is with people is to, how do you get to that rest of your life part? Yeah. I love it. Awesome. Well, you've obviously shown you can do incredible things. I mean, uh, you know, just, uh, just, just the first, (laughs) the first episode where you've kept off the, you lost the weight three times and then kept it off the third time. But I mean, even without the Ironman, it's just, um, Super impressive. So, um, and, and I, I love that you take, a, like I said, a realistic approach, but positive and encouraging. And clearly you talk a lot about, you know, self, self-belief and principles um, and not getting too bogged down into the, to the details. 
Um, so I just really love your approach and uh, would encourage anybody who's looking for, you know, wellness and fitness um, coaching to to reach out to you. So yeah, I, I I appreciate that. And you know, like I said, I, I try to work with a, a wide variety of people, right? You know, if you're somebody who's looking for really specific stuff, like that, I'm not. I'm probably not the right person for you. I'm not the right coach for you. You know, like if you're looking to become an elite power lifter, then I'm not <laughs> the right coach for you. Um, sure. I'd be happy to recommend other people who might be though, you know, um, but you know, if, if, if you're just a, a person trying to get more energy, trying to feel better, trying to lose some weight, trying, you know, to, to have, have the energy to like play with your kids or, you know, just restarting an exercise habit, you know, you know, you know, these are the sort of people that, that, that I'm working with a lot. And, you know, you know, this is, this is kind of, I think where the, the, the most people need help, you know, in terms of how do you integrate a healthy lifestyle into your daily life? That's full busy and full of responsibilities that's that's such a challenge in in today's world our, our yeah. lives are all so complicated right you know yeah. uh, i i want to help you try to figure out well how do i how do i maximize this how do i feel better how do i lose weight and kind of become the best version of myself or at least a better version of myself sure i love it awesome so other than uh twitter is there any uh any other place people can reach out to you yeah, I, I am on Instagram, Matizel Fitness, and I think TikTok too. Nice, Matizel Fitness. I I, I do a, a weekly newsletter. Um, so okay, you can, you can sign up for that. I have a, a link on, on all my social media pages. Uh, there's a I I have both a, a, a fat loss guide and a, a recipe guide, so you can get either one or both of those for for uh, free too if you want to sign up for my email newsletter. Um, you know, I, I try to add value once a week, you know, it's one of these things that I get a lot of people approaching me, these, these, these ghost writers and stuff, they'll, they'll uh, DM me and they'll uh -huh. try to, you know, you know, sell me newsletter marketing stuff. And I'm like, the, the last thing I want to do is read spam, right? The, the, sure. the last thing I, I hate email marketing, right? <laughs> um, so I don't want my email newsletter to be just yeah. a, a marketing flyer, right? Sure. I'm going to mention the things I'm doing and, you know, any offers I have for sure. But right. There's mess. There's a substantive message behind it, and because right. I, I feel like that's important, because you don't want to just open an email written by some ghostwriter trying to sell you something. I don't want to read sure. that. And I, I'm sure yeah. my uh, readers don't either. So it's it's no. You know, but it's just, the, and I've heard a recent podcast on this topic, and we don't have to dive in too far. But it's uh, he talked about the more emails I send, the more money I make, and the, and the, and but the caveat was it has to be good email. Like yeah. it, it has to be quality. The thing is, though, people do still read email, and if they choose to be a subscriber of yours, then they do want that email. Yeah. And you know, they're not going to typically commit on Twitter to signing up for a program. They're going to yeah. do that through email or or phone yeah. call. So yeah, it's a little more private, but um, yeah, that's why I think it's important though that it offers value, right? Sure, and exactly. Actually, be from me, you know, exactly. not right, just right, from right. some ghostwriter who's, right. who's going to put a bunch of generic fitness stuff in there. That's sure. not what, what what I'm trying to offer. No, you're very authentic and and uh, looking for real impact to really help people change in a positive way, and um, that's that that part is obvious. So. Um, so yeah, Matt, Matt Izzo, thank you so much for uh, spending another hour with us. Really appreciate this. Um, so I'm very curious to see, you know, follow you and see how things go in the future. Um, part of me wanted to drive down to fly down to Florida and, 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 uh, watch the race, but <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. But I, from, from what I hear, these Ironman races are very boring. I've never actually watched <laughs> one myself but you know it's it's a long day i look i felt yours and everybody else's energy you know i have to say you know the the support i got and the love i got from the community i mean it, it's just it's so great i was down there at the race i had some people stopped me and told me that that, that they've been watching my uh, youtube channel where, where i i was documenting this you know and that, that's just really cool you know and, and just knowing that there's so many people out there rooting for you and cheering for you and you know, it, it really makes kind of, you know, it's it, it makes it, it for me, you know, and I, I think there's just so much value in supporting, you know, not just me, but these regular people who are achieving mm -hmm. these, these sort of challenging things. Sure. 
just, just, you know, I, I mean, you know, it's great to root for elite athletes, the, 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 right. the pinnacle of this, but you know, just to see these regular people, you know, and, and for me to even participate in something like an Ironman race, which is going to be the highest level of competition. I, I'm never going to kind of participate in, in, in my life. Right. You know, it's, you know, just, just being out there with, with, with these people who, who, who are, you know, pushing themselves to, to the limit. It, it's just such a privilege. And, you know, I, I, I really support everyone who's doing that and everybody who's just getting out, out of their comfort zone it's going to look different for everybody you know it might just be walking around the the block for 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 somebody on that first day right and you know that's that's great right you know just just keep going you know and you know be supportive of people doing that stuff and you know it, it makes a world of difference yeah that's awesome i love the positive energy um and and uh we'll look for your uh the book that you promised yourself <laughs> yeah some <laughs> point. I, I, some I, point i actually i sat down and uh, i wrote the first call paragraphs Okay, nice. Well, morning, I mean, if you're, if so, you're doing a I'm weekly started. newsletter, you've got maybe the, the yeah, yeah, start yeah. to it. So, yeah, I guess I'm started. <laughs> well, thanks a lot, Matt. Re- really appreciate your time. All right, thank you. And to the listeners out there, we also appreciate your time, which is your most valuable resource. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the From Adversity to Abundance podcast. If you're enjoying the show please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Hey there, it's Jamie Bateman. Ever felt boxed in by life's challenges? Dive into my new book, From Adversity to Abundance, Inspiring Stories of Mental, Physical, and Financial Transformation, available now on Amazon. From a former bank robber's redemption to a young entrepreneur's victory over hurdles, these stories are not just inspiration. They're the roadmaps to your transformation. Whether for you or as a powerful gift to friends and family, especially those who might not tune into podcasts, this book is a beacon to a life of abundance. Ignite that inner fire and set your course to the life you've imagined. Purchase yours today on Amazon and light the path for someone you love.